Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. This is Sarah and you are on Beyond Your Best Plan. And I'm here with my awesome soul sisters, Whitney and Claudette. Welcome, ladies, and thank you for joining us. We're going to be talking about decluttering your life. And what does that really mean? Um, How is decluttering affecting you're moving forward. How are you decluttering? And what the hell are you decluttering? Are you decluttering your mind? Are you decluttering your heart, your soul, your house, your car, whatever? What is it that you might be decluttering? And what is that going to mean moving forward? So Whitney, I understand that decluttering um, <laughs> might me. mean something different to you. I can't believe you pick it on me. I am picking on you. And maybe, just maybe, <laughs> it means something that's uncomfortable. And oh, my God. You're actually, like, she's squirming in her chair, folks. Like, moving around, squirming. Like, tell us what does it mean oh. to you? And why does it make you wiggle so? My goodness. Um you know, I've been trying to figure this out for a really long time. I think, like most things, and Dr. Claudette will um, tell me that I'm right. <laughs> right? Oh God, I'm not a doctor. I'm a doctor of love. There you go. See? There you go. You're the doctor of the truth. You're the truth doctor. Um, you know, it stems from, I'm sure some previous lifetime, certainly it's been handed down through my lineage, certainly on my mother's side, if not both sides of my family. But um, I think some of it is, I, and I've talked about this before. I'm not, I'm not a shopper, right? So I'm, I'm not into shopping. And I have people in my life who they would probably say they're not shoppers, but they like, they do like a good bargain and they are into various things. So my mother is a weaver. She's got looms and she's got tons of stuff that relate to that. So yarns and stuff. That is so cool, Whitney. A weaver. It, it is pretty cool, but yeah. you know, she has a whole room. If the apocalypse hits, we're going to get your mom. Just pick. I know who's got the blankets. There's a whole room like dedicated. And her sister, my aunt, is a knitter. She's she's like all things creative. She's just a really artistic person. 
but she's really into the yarn arts as well. So she's into crocheting and knitting and she does fabulous things. You see her work in commercials. So she, I mean, she does like really fabulous pieces, art pieces, clothing and whatnot um, in clothes, in, in movies and commercials and things. So, but they both have like this thing for like holding on to stuff. And so I think I come by it, <laughs> I come by it naturally. And so when I was a kid, though, we didn't have a lot, right? And, and life was pretty like bare bones and we had what we needed and we didn't have a lot of excess. And I think as I have gotten older and in control of my space and control of my money, that when I get things, holding on to it is sort of some sense of comfort or some sense of um, filling some void or something that was in the past. Sort of, I'm in control of this. It's mine. But to the point of this episode, I'm sure it there is no control, right? When you're holding on to things um, unnecessarily or for all the wrong reasons, if they don't, if it doesn't spark joy, <laughs> you know, in a Marie Kondo kind of way, if it isn't sparking joy, then it's not something that you should have. So my uh, attachment to things, and we were talking about this before we started recording, there really isn't an attachment to a lot of stuff, but it is more, I'm in the middle of doing what I'm doing. I don't have time to deal with this other stuff over here. But I think it still is tied back to there's some sense of comfort and control that comes along with that's mine. It's mine. And I get to decide whether or not it's here or not. And so it, 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 is a, it is a problem. We have a garage that we are will be in Ooh. our house three years. Is this the we truth will, moment? This is a truth moment. We will be in our house three years next year. I feel like in February. Oh, this is February. Oh, my God. Is this, when we're recording this, this is February. We are in our house three years this month. I, we cannot put a car in the garage. I have heard you talk about this garage before. I hear that it is quite full. And, and we and we actually work on organized it. it during COVID, didn't you? We we have on multiple occasions started. So you're that. just shifting it back and so forth. There, there's a lot of shifting going on. Yes, there is a lot of shifting. Going I understand. On. I've done a lot of shifting myself, but not a lot of disposal. <laughs> so. And it, but it's something that is very it is very top of mind. And so what I'm hoping is that listening to the two of you talk about the processes that you've been going through, particularly on the emotional level. Right. Not so much the physical level, because I can, you know, clean the stuff, move it, throw trash and stuff out but there's some emotional stuff that's there and so I'm hoping to learn something from the two of you 
Hmm. I love that, Whitney. And I am sure that I'm going to learn as well. I already have learned that you like to hold on stuff and that's okay too, right? You have the things that feel good to you and surround you and, and make it feel safe. I will sure say this of- though. I'm not a, I'm not a hoarder and it hasn't overtaken my life. So I can still navigate the house. <laughs> so that's the, that's the good news. This is the thing. Everything should have a place and there should be a place for everything, right? And so one of the things I've been working on and you can and you can't see that or listening, but you two, you can see that I've started to try to make some organization in my space by buying the proper tools that will allow me now what's in here is another story right right, right. <clears throat> but at least it looks nice another podcast <laughs> <laughs> claudette so you've really done some decluttering and decluttering in the sense of actually your whole life and Everything. Just you were telling us before we popped on about, you know, really taking it back to the basics. And what was, there had to be a little bit of an emotional upheaval during that too. I mean, what was that like? You said in 2018, you had this gigantic, gorgeous home filled, Mm -hmm. filled to the gills. And what, what happened next? Well, uh, first off, I want to tell Whitney, we're not judging her. This is a no judgment zone. And for everyone, for well, everyone, thank you. I appreciate that. I also want to say clutter is what you define it to be. So you could have a lot of things around you or in, in your presence. And if it gives you joy and it feeds you energy, go for it. If it's draining your energy, then, then you need to look at it and see why is it draining my energy? So in 2018, I got divorced and I had the the decision to either buy and I could have bought it the house I was in or sell it. Like it was either way. Um, it was an investment property that I had remodeled. I mean, it had my, you know, lovely kitchen. My guidance said sell it like in and I still, you know, I look back at that neighborhood and I think about it and I can't even imagine living there now. It was a beautiful neighborhood, but it's just not for me anymore. And so I sold it, but it took seven or eight months to prep to get ready to sell it. And at the time, my goddaughter worked for me and she was in charge of the declutter. And if I mean, I didn't realize we had filled the attics. We had a couple of different addicts, but oh my God, like no one, I mean, no one needs this. Like it's almost like we just gather stuff to pack it up and put it in boxes and store it. I was like, what? So I started asking myself, I, you know, after my divorce, I said, I am simplifying my life. I simplified it from friendships that drained me. I simplified it from and in in a loving way, I wasn't mean about it, but if if I can't have an emotionally intelligent conversation with you, and if your focus is always talking about other people, we're probably not going to hang out often, right? Like, so I started to look at things like that. And 
And then I was like, and if this thing, if I don't use it, I'm going to lose it. Like I, I just, I looked at everything and said, do I wear this or not? Do I use this or not? What will, what will matter when I'm, you know, 75 years old reminiscing and that I've kept it and I'm glad I kept it. So like I kept my grandmother's dishes, right? So that matters. There's a few things that mattered. I kept a couple of things that my mom has. If my mom knew I got rid of the stuff I got rid of, she would not be happy. Don't tell her. And then I, you know, but I got rid of so much. I got to where I was like, I'm going to travel and I'll just be in a one bedroom apartment. And literally I can fit everything into that. Now I'm considering I, you know, have I'm an investor and I'm looking at places to where I can build a tiny home for my mom and different things like that. So life moves forward, right? And so I'll probably have to get a few more things. But once you simplify to that point, I was telling everybody, I literally had two suitcases in my trunk and and, and then a tote that had my toiletries. And I was literally changing out my stuff and taking off on the airplane traveling. I mean, that's what I was doing. And I have never felt so free in my entire life. I was not bound by anything. So that is just a freeing thing. So walk around, look at your life, whether it's your schedule, whether it's your surroundings, whether it's your friendship, whatever it is, and and just go, is this draining my energy or is it giving me energy? Right now, if something drains my energy, the first thing I do is what do I believe that is allowing this? Because I feel like we are the authority in our life with where our energy goes based on what we believe. So I always get truth about it, but you have to be in the same vibe. You know, a vibe is a frequency of all the stuff within you. And does it give you joy? And are you feeling happy or are you feeling you know, constricted. That's the biggest thing. So, you know, Whitney could have her garage full and she could walk in there and get joy from that. If she gets yeah, joy. No. That, okay. <laughs> so then, so no would be the answer on that. So, so I don't all, go in. We're all going to take a trip to Whitney's house and declutter her damn garage. <laughs> the decluttering girls are coming for you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I will say this and listening to you, it has been easier to, as you mentioned, different aspects, it has been easier to declutter other areas of my life, like people. I, and, and I don't know what that says about me, but decluttering people <laughs> has, oh. has been something that I probably mastered at the age of three, right? And it's something that I have been able, I don't have people in my life that drain me. That is just one of those things and one of those areas where I'm really clear. And so maybe taking, thinking about it that way and taking that approach and applying it to, you know, physical space, particularly the garage is where I'm going next. So thank you. I I I love it. So the thing I'll say about that to clarify the decluttering of, I value everyone's soul. Like, I, I freaking love your soul. If we can't have an emotionally intelligent conversation to, oh, when you said this, I, 
felt this way or perceived this? Can we clarify? And we work out agreements in our friendship, right? Or we are honoring and respecting each other. If we cannot have that, I don't have time for it. But if we can have an emotionally intelligent conversation, I'm loyal as long as the days the sun comes up and goes back. I will have you're a Leo. I'm a Leo. I'm so loyal. So if I'm your friend, I will be your friend forever. But keep in mind, if we can't have that emotionally intelligent conversation, I'm going to politely and eloquently just uninsert myself out of your life and kind of just disappear. And I will still love you. And I will ask for the truth in your soul to rise. And that happens however you and the divine decide it to, right? Like that's your own divine plan. I don't have a perception around what needs to happen to you. But I, I desire and require emotionally intelligent people that even if it gets a little uncomfortable, you know, Kathleen and I, we were feeling uncomfortable around each other. We went to dinner. We talked about it. And that I'm like, I fucking love you, Kathleen. Right. Because we talked about and both of us were kind of feeling it. So the problem is the clutter is when you sweep that under the rug and you don't address it. Right. We did. You get me? So that's clutter you don't need. Right. That's a powerful conversation. And Kathleen is just getting back to the West Coast straight from Costa Rica, I do believe. Is that correct, ma'am? That is correct. My time all messed up between East Coast, West Coast, Central Coast, whatever it is. It's just my timing is a little off. So thank you. But you've been decluttering too in kind of a unique way. I I just know that you've been on a journey the last couple of years of unpacking spiritually and, and really unpacking an inner self of, you know, of who you are. I would love to hear you speak on that a little bit. Yeah, I love how you said that, Sarah. The decluttering internally really creates more space in your life in many, many ways. Because as we're carrying, you know, I have been on journeys, on a journey over the last four years, specifically almost five years now of decluttering emotionally. And what that has included is ayahuasca journeys, iboga journeys, energy journeys, the regenerating images and memory journeys. There have been journeys of going inwardly to find how my patterns or my programs from earlier childhood or for other lifetimes have created a pattern in my life of, of clutter, of the clutter of unworthiness, of, of not good enough or having to prove myself or, you know, all of these thoughts that are in our heads. So what we think we create. And as we're creating that, we're creating clutter because what's really true is that we are love. All of us are love. And I mean, Sarah, you just mentioned that I just got back from Costa Rica, which I took a plant medicine journey called Iboga. It is an intense journey. It is not easy any more than it is is easy to re-gift some of the clutter that's in your closet to someone else that, that could use it just because we've had it and we love it and we want to fit back into that size two when we're size 20, you know, none of us are, but that's, I mean, we keep it because we think we're going to go backwards, but what's nice to declutter from internally is that you create space within 
to see the truth, to, to know that we are loved, to know that we are always guided, that we're never alone, and that we're the ones that clutter ourselves. We're the ones that create the clutter. So how can we let go of the clutter to create space for the all that is or the or betters of what we're really here for? Mm. Well, that's absolutely beautiful. And as you were speaking, I wrote down the word in all caps before you said it, love. And what I heard was in unpacking and decluttering yourself spiritually, you came into a space of just truly deeply loving yourself. Absolutely. And, and really just becoming that highest level of yourself in pure love. And so I think it's just an interesting thing to think that that is the results of decluttering and unpacking and letting go. Well, it's interesting you say that, Sarah, because as I decluttered in inside, I started to declutter around me. So things started to fall away that no longer served me. And not that I didn't appreciate all of that. And however, I didn't need it any longer. I didn't need to feel the feelings I had. I didn't need to have my office cluttered. I didn't, you know, I've moved five times in five years. Wow. Every time I've moved, I have let go of something that no longer serves me. I gave it with with love and gratitude to where you know the Salvation Army or to one of those book drops or to a friend that could use something that I didn't have or I just you know shredded it and said I no longer need this I no I no longer want to carry this backpack of boulders on my back because I want to be set free and as I set myself free emotionally I also set other people free mm-hmm. and created, created deeper relationships with people who I never thought I could have a relationship with. Now, what's really critical, I think, to this conversation is that as we declutter emotionally inside, we start to see the value and the gifts that other people are in our lives, even when they have caused or we have caused, we Together, we have caused conflict and, and um, friction in our relationship. I'll use my sister as an example. My sister and I have very little in common other than our parents, <laughs> you know, and I really didn't have a great relationship with her. Matter of fact, I didn't speak to her for a very long time because I placed expectations onto her that... I felt she should be doing. And as I started to declutter my own emotional baggage, I started to see the value in her and, and who she was for who she is. And I actually picked up the phone yesterday and called her out of the blue and just called her. And later in the day, I was like, Oh, I just called my sister for the first time. And I can't tell you how long out of just the pure love of my heart. So decluttering emotionally inside will set yourself free in so many ways. Mm, So beautiful. I, you both, everybody has spoken the word free and that comes to mind of, you know, the freedom that can occur just from addressing and, and creating an awareness, you know, and it's an awareness of whether you're decluttering your life or you're decluttering your heart, or whether you're decluttering your car, 
Um, and quite frankly, I am decluttering my house because we are getting ready to move. And Whitney early on in the show said, you know, there's a little bit of emotions that go with it. And for me, it has been emotional because I, I went 11 years and did not live anywhere longer than eight months. So I understand what it is to not have, you know, not a ton, have enough that fits in a small U-Haul and, um, you know, that be your existence. But I've lived in the house that we're in now, let's see, 2004, no, 2005. So what is that? 17 17 years. years. Yes. 17 years. So longer than I've ever lived anywhere. Um, And the longest I'd ever lived anywhere before that it wasn't very long. Like I, it was like maybe five years or something. It was very short. And so this really has been the house that has, you know, accumulated the most. Um, and if I am really being truthful, a couple of years ago, we took a literal ton to the dump out of our basement. And so I know that we've accumulated a lot. And one just my process. And I do kind of consider myself an expert. I didn't even mention that, but I am an organization geek and I love being organized. I love decluttering. I love going through my closet and giving stuff away. I love all of that. I love it so much that I actually published a book on it called, and I don't know if many of you ladies will remember, Organization Hackers was the name. Let me tell you one thing. If you don't learn anything else from the show, do not put the word hacker in anything you're trying to title because nobody's security system likes it. It's like an epic fail on naming my book. So I am republishing that this year as a new name, Organization Secrets. And I'm sharing with all of you guys all of the secrets on getting your life organized, getting your work organized, etc. But that being said, I'm going through the process myself. I am literally going room by room. And as I'm packing, I'm donating, throwing away, which an entire giant black trash bag of paper came out of my office. Paper. Why do I need that much paper? (laughs) What's going on? And I'm telling you, if you looked at my office, you would not have thought there was a giant trash bag full of paper. I don't know where the hell it was hiding. Everywhere clearly one room. And then, you know, what are you keeping? And that's been really the hard decision is what do I have room to keep? We're downsizing. So I keep having to tell myself, Sarah, you don't have a big closet. So you're not going to have, you know, this enormous amount of storage or so I've really had to nail down what's essential and what's required and what is going to make us comfortable and happy And then everything else needs to go. (laughs) It all needs to go. I almost feel like, and I've said this to, I do a ton of real estate counseling for folks who are downsizing. And I say, you draw the furniture in the new house that you're downsizing to and nothing else goes. Everything else must leave and be given away or thrown away. One or the other, right? Getting down to it. And so emotionally though, I... I actually had to argue with my husband about this. He was kind of giving me a hard time. And every time I would go to pack, he would kind of really give me a hard time about what I was throwing away. And I told him, I was like, you have to realize first I had trauma around 11 years of eight months of moving, every eight months or sooner moving around. 
And now I have stability in this incredible, stable home that's filled with stuff and I have to go through it. And so I actually emotionally have to charge myself up to go do it. So there is, you know, you're asking Whitney, what is it like? I have to get there. I have to. And I didn't realize that until I fussed at him and said, wait, stop. You're, you're giving me a hard time. And I'm already having to work myself into getting it done. <laughs> so I need actually a help here, not, you know, hinder. And I'm, luckily, we were able to talk through it. And it's been much easier since. But decluttering feels good. And I'm really excited about the prospect of freedom is what I heard from you guys. Love. Love and the simplicity of not having so much to keep up with even and simplifying, you know, all of those things. And they just feel really good and they feel really freeing. And so I'm excited to continue to declutter and get ready to sell our house and downsize and feel the freedom. You know, I had gone through the same thing when we moved into this house, we went through that process, that purging, right? And the house that we moved from, I had bought before my husband and I had gotten together. So I had been in the house at the point at which we got together. I had been there six years and then we spent eight years there together. And much of what was there was stuff that had been is some stuff that was my son's that I had not been emotionally ready to address. Uh, we still have some of that stuff. Some of it I did manage to give away. Um, I've, I've tried to, you know, some of it is you, you start rationalizing, right? So books, I come from a family of readers and books are really important. So letting go of books and then letting go of books that were his. And I keep telling myself the grandchildren, the grandchildren, well, I haven't sent the books to the grandchildren. The books are still here. (laughs) Right. So there's that, that emotional tug. And so I totally understand that. And it was, you know, it's obviously easier for someone else who has no emotional attachment to come and help with that process. So I look forward to continuing the journey. I did spend time and I actually cleaned out my closet and drawers because I didn't have enough space for the stuff that I wear. And when I took out all the stuff I wasn't wearing, it's like, oh, you actually do have enough space for what you're actually wearing, which is downsized because we've been home for two years, right? And so it's like, why do you have all this stuff? You're not wearing it. And uh, bags, bags and bags of stuff that, you know, I wanted to give away in the most loving way possible to, right? So it's not going to like Goodwill or something like that. It's like a direct gift to people that are, and we've got a real problem here in the Sacramento area. So um, making a gift of those things and not just the clothes, but other items around the house that they don't have a place. They don't have a home. So obviously it's not needed. Um, when you bring you bring up such a really good point, you know, I have like probably six suit jackets in my closet that I have not worn in 
uh, seven years, maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, every time I move, I'm like, I really, it would really be nice to be able to give these to someone else. So clearly I have an emotional attachment to those suit jackets that I get to figure out what's the emotional attachment so where I can just release them because you know what, if I need a suit jacket, I can go get one. And, 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 and there's need- that, right? Yeah. There's that. It's like, why not, if that opportunity comes up, just deal with it then. Deal with it then. Why am I holding on? And, and, and so here's the really funny thing. A lot of the stuff that I had were accumulated over the course of my, sort of my running career. So they are race t-shirts and workout gear that I purchased and that has some sentimental value. And I was like, but all of it doesn't. Like my very first half marathon. Okay, keep the finisher shirt. I actually wear it. It says finisher. It that tells that means something to me. But all the other like a tons and tons. It's like let it go. Just let it go. And when I did, I felt much better. So you were talking about that emotional release, Kathleen. And um, and and it does. It starts from the inside out. It's not the outside in. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, and we started this conversation today, quite literally, folks, off of the topic. My mom has emailed me, and she wanted to know if I wanted some things because she's downsizing. And I was just sharing that I was having a hard time having an emotional attachment to the things that she was offering. You know, so I clearly have come to my conclusion. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be in the mode of receiving because I'm also downsizing as well. But I mean, I've really been contemplating it for a couple of days. And, you know, there's the people pleaser in me that says, oh, just take whatever and take it off of her hands and make it simpler for her. And then go do something with it, give it away, right? But that's all I'd be doing and, and just pleasing. And I, I don't need to do that. And so thank you, ladies, for helping me come to the conclusion, you know, of what I was going to do and, and how I'm going to deal with that. It feels really good to kind of know. And I'm feeling free in that decision as well. And the freedom of not having to take it and or not. I- You know, being even able to admit that, sorry, I just don't feel an emotional attachment to the China she had when she married my mom. I mean, my dad. Sorry. That's okay. What you're saying is follow that guidance of what's right for you. Like, we're not saying there is a standard you have to go by here. It's follow the guidance of what brings you joy. Right? It's that simple. Right? And then keep yes. what keep what you desire to keep. Let go of what you don't. I will tell you when I downsized, my identity was attached a little bit to the house I lived in. And so when I got rid of that, my identity actually solidified because it was no longer attached to an outside thing, right? And but I'm not saying get rid of your house so your identity. So I'm not saying that. Like that just worked for me. That was part of the journey of my soul, right? It was just one of the steps in my journey. You can have beautiful things. I love beautiful things, but you can also live with two suitcases in the back of your car and a tote too, and be just as freaking happy because all you need is within you. 
I remember the first apartment um, Beth and I had together. And A, I don't know how we fit in there, but we did. <laughs> and, but then like we talk about it sometimes. Life was so simple then and easy and we had more time to do other things it's very interesting you know we reminisce about the simplicity of that and now that we're kind of headed back in that direction too so I'm excited but a wonderful topic I just love to see you know just a final final on what you're thinking around decluttering now that we've had the conversation you know is there something um, that's inspired you I'm feeling like Claudette that Whitney whether she meant to or not did actually invite us to come help her declutter the garage because she said oh, it's no, way I more fun to. doing it. <laughs> it's way more fun doing it with someone else than doing it by yourself. Well, let's make so, a plan to go to Sacramento. That was our <laughs> invite. We're on our way. Hard trips, so let's do it. <laughs> that was definitely an invite. All that helped. It, that We're going to be rolling up uh, up in your house. You better get some air mattresses going if you don't. <laughs> I need a pl- I need a place. I'm looking at purchasing a new electric vehicle, and so I I can't buy it until I have a place to park it. So. That, that's part of my incentive to, to get it together. Yes. And they can't install the charger for it with all exactly. that stuff in the way. So exactly. You have a little electrical work done and get it cleaned out. Absolutely. I got to have space for that, all of that. So, you know, my final final is that be open to the experience on the other side. And we've talked about this in other episodes, right? Change is difficult. Letting go of things can be difficult. And if we focus on that part, it will definitely be difficult. But if we can focus on what comes on the other side of that, right? The freedom, the love, the things that we've talked about, that's what's on the other side of decluttering, whether it is mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, people, whatever it is. What is it that you're moving towards? Focus on what it is you're moving towards, how you want to feel on the other side. And I know when I take the time to, when my office starts to get a little out of hand and I get to that point where I'm feeling a little closed in, you know, I've been working diligently and I really haven't paid attention. And then I look up and I'm feeling a little closed in and I take the time to rectify that. I focus on how I'm going to feel afterwards. And I think if you focus on that, then it makes the process of letting go, it makes it a little easier. So I would say that focus on what you're going to get rather than on what you think you're going to be missing out on. Have the joy of missing out rather than the fear. (gasps) Jomo! Jomo! Jomo this weekend, not FOMO. Joy of missing out. Yes, I love it. So... For my last uh, comment, it's more of if you find yourself emotionally attached to something, explore what that emotion is. And if you're not ready to emotionally let it go, it's okay. You know, it just give yourself permission to remember that life is a journey and this is a journey. 
I still have items of my son's that I am not ready to give up. And I don't know that I ever will be. And that's okay. You know, I don't Oh, it's, it's in a box. It's in the closet. I can look at it. I see it here and I haven't opened it. And yet I'm not ready. And, and again, I don't know that I ever will be, but it is a piece that you get to decide emotionally whether you're ready to give it up or not. And if you're not ready to give it up, explore why and maybe take small steps, one step at a time and let something go versus having it all. And is there something within your closet, your office, your emotional baggage internally that you're ready to let it go? So know that it's one step at a time. It's not all at all at once. And you have permission to do it in your pace, in your timing, and you don't have to do it based on what someone else expects you to do it. Mm. And how much freedom is there in that statement alone? It's up to you. I love that. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you guys for joining us. This was such a great topic. I loved hashing it out with you ladies once again. And hopefully we've left you a little inspired to declutter your mind, declutter your heart, and declutter your life. Thank you for joining us. Check us out at Beyond Your Plan on Facebook, Instagram, or our website. Have a good one. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.